This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Previously on In The Moment. I was wrong for that. Because why would you ever have joined 50 side in that situation from a distance when looking at it for what it really is, it should have been very clear that 50 was just jealous and he was hating. Right. Because they were up. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wasn't shit for that. But again, I was a kid. Who's next? Tweet of the week. Somebody said, I ain't mad that you unfollowed me, but don't go and follow me back after you do. Have some respect for yourself. Ooh, I saw that. Y'all mad at that? No, that's true. That's facts? Mm-hmm. All right, say Lester. Who's next? Relationship advice. I thought about this and want to see if y'all have any thoughts on this. You know how people stay together and they be like, oh, it's for the kids? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, so stupid. Oh, we all know those people, right? We oh, know a lot of these couples. Yeah. Oh, they, they don't like each other. They listening right now. What's up, oh, guys? Oh, man, look at them in the car together trying not to look at each other right now. Break up. If Leave. I just look straight. <laughs> well, right? But I was thinking about this, yo. Like, you always hear this with couples who are together. Mm-hmm. Always. This is not a rare thing. We have to make this work for the kids. We have to do some shit we don't want to do, like stay together. For the kids. But isn't it funny that most of the time, when couples finally decide to split, whether it be divorce or what have you, all of a sudden, all that let's do what's right for the kids shit seems to go out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, thought about that. Yeah. Right? Then a divorce gets messy. Right? She worked for you and you got a divorce and now you're going to fire her because you don't even want to be with her no more. But that's still the mother of your children. Like that kind of thing. You want you want to put that man in prison or you want to get him locked up even though he's the father of your ch- Like all of that. Now I'm going to try to hurt you even though you still the mother or the father of my child. Like where does that whole let's do what's right for the kids thing goes when it's not so great? Funny how your real character comes out when your back's against the wall, huh? Mm-hmm. You going to say something, Katie? Yeah, that is selfish. Mm. That's a selfish mentality. You become selfish when you down and out? Uh-huh. When you mad? Yeah, it's like, fuck everybody else. What can I do to benefit me or make me feel better? Or, you know, you're, you're only thinking about yourself. Not even the kids. Not even the kids no longer. Mm. You're thinking about yourself. That's sick. I think we should always think about the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just something to think about. I thought about that this week. Who's next? All right, question of the week. Okay, do you think Romeo is a munch? Yeah. What's that? There's a song out right now that's an anthem, Romeo. And I thought butt munch. That's why I said yeah. What is a butt munch? Oh. Oh, you don't even know what it is. No, that's why you said. What do you think I was just asking if he's a butt munch? And I was like, yeah, he probably is a butt munch. No, y'all don't know munch. No. Yo, what are y'all? Yo, man. Romeo, you be on your phone 14 hours. You don't know much? Nah, bro. I be doing my hobby or watching TV. Ice Spice has a song out called Munch. You thought I was feeling you? That a munch. A munch. Eater. He ate it for lunch. Yeah. Bitch, I'm a baddie. Ass. I get what I want. Like what I mean. I mean, I mean, I mean. So he's a munch. He's ass, right? No. no. I have mean? learned oh. that a munch is a man who goes over and he eat the box. 
and he leave. That's all he get. He's that guy. Oh. oh I don't, he just go get a little bit of, you know what I mean, a little bit of dessert, and he just go on about his business. Hmm. I'm, like, I'm like DJ Khaled. So man. I'll ask you again, now that we understand what's happening here, is Romeo a munch? I don't think so. I didn't either. Romeo, you said you DJ Khaled. Yep. You the opposite. Yep. You a punch. Yep. Say less. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Yo, time for B&B. This is B&B on In The Moment. Hey. Before we get up out of here, Romeo, you had a really important speech this week, man. Just tell us about it, man. Yeah, I went to my former, uh, or I guess my high school. Uh, and it was just pretty much they invited me over because it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and they wanted to bring back a an alumni of the school who's Hispanic and kind of show an example of of what the kids can look up to. And um, you know, they were telling me a lot of these kids they just feel like they're they're not wanting to go to college, and they just feel like they're just stuck in that mentality where high school's it, and then we just go into is the it, work field. So is it like they're unmotivated? Pretty much, they just. I think the the they just feel like they don't they don't have a way to figure out a way to go to school. If that makes any sense, I could think they just don't like know to that. Fund they, it? Yeah, like oh, okay, that they right. can go with like scholarships, mm-hmm. or even if the, a lot of those kids are undocumented as well, which is like this, the case that I'm in. And so, like, the, it was just me going there and showing, like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're undocumented. If you want to do something, you can do it. If you believe that you can do it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of me just going in going in there and telling them like, yo. I was in your shoes. This is, you know, this is where I, where my life took me and kind of just talked to them about my life. And I think it went pretty cool. It That's awesome. Great. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. You realized it wasn't nearly as tough as you thought it was going to be, right? You just literally had to go up there and tell your story. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it was, it was really interesting to see how comfortable I felt on, on a stage. Like, that's literally, like, the, the weirdest thing is, like, uh, like if I had to do that in front of a classroom, I think it would have been so different, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, the fact that I did it on a stage, it made me realize, like, oh, like, that's where I feel the most confident. Like, I really do feel it like... makes sense, though, because you got acting background. Right. And plays and all but that. But it, it just definitely felt like I'm in control, like, did when you? I'm up there. Like, mm. I feel like I, like everybody's eyes are all on me, but it doesn't feel that way. It just feels like you're listening to me. Did you feel like the pressure was taken off of you the more you did it? Because then you have to do this in front of multiple groups. I did, yeah, yeah. So it was it was throughout the day, and um, it was like classes would come in and out. It was an assembly, so it was like different blocks that would come in. And uh, I think I was nervous at the beginning when I had to do it the first time because I had nothing prepared. Like, I was just kind of like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. They were like, just share your story. So, like, in that way, I think, especially having this, having the, uh, the Burke show, it just, you get used to... How can we make this story go five minutes? You know, how can we make the story go ten minutes? So it was stretch just kind of like stretch. exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was just like you're up there for five minutes. I was like, great, I have practice doing that. So it was just rambling and kind of like making sure that whatever you're saying flows and it makes sense to the kids. And and I felt like I was just talking about my life. So that's definitely what made it super easy and and very comfortable. I think the thing that fucked me up was when they uh, on my last one they came up to me and they were like, hey, you got to do this one in Spanish. And then I was like in Spanish and they were like, yeah, like, like, and I was just like fully in Spanish. And they were like, no, we want you to do it in English and in Spanish. So I was just like, I went up there and like literally right before I was going in there, I had like my bullet points in my mind of what, like where I was, what I was going to say. And so I would say like two sentences in English and then I would translate in Spanish. And then that, I think my brain was like on overload of what the fuck it was thinking extra hard that time. So Mm. 
Like at a certain point in my speech, my brain literally gave up and I I just froze and I completely I just looked at my teacher like, please come help me. I've had enough. Literally. And but but I think it was cool. I think I definitely I'm glad that I did it in Spanish because I shared on the bird show that there was this kid in there that the moment I started speaking Spanish, his face lit up and like he looked up and he was just kind of like, oh, shit, like I actually understand what he's saying. And you could see it. I think it. I almost related to him. Of I wish when I was in high school, I had somebody that I could see doing things because I've always felt like if they can do it, I can do it better. Like doing what you want to. Yeah, do. and that's why. Right. I, like that's why. Literally, I told them at the end of the like of my speech, like, "Yo, you guys see me up here. I want you guys to see that I could do it, and so can you. And I feel like you can do it better. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like as people of like." Of color, in a sense, and, and people who are in our shoes, we we can open the doors for others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that us bringing awareness to like topics, to things like that, or, and, and like our stories, and just kind of like sharing that, it opens up a door for others to come in and have a, a easier path than we did. Right. That's so. fire. You should be proud of yourself, though. Thank you. Congratulations, bro. That's cool. I needed that for sure. No, nah, big facts, man. But one of the things you did say that I just wanted to touch on is I remember you saying on um Bird Show that it was like, I don't want to do this because I didn't even like school, right? Yeah. And I didn't get to say this to you then, but, like, that's exactly why you up there. That's why you should do it because there's a lot of kids. You got to always remember, no matter what your struggle is, like, there's a lot of other kids who are in school and who relate to that and feel like, I don't either, and they don't even want to be there. But if they see that you didn't, they'll feel seen and understand that there's still a means to an end, even if they right. don't want to be there. So whatever your story is, it's always important to share it because there's someone who can relate to it. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And I think I think it's pretty cool, too, because I uh, the, a lot of those kids, they come from not like middle class families, pretty much like they, these aren't wealthy families. And and it's pretty interesting because I think a lot of those kids, they don't have uh, like older siblings or anybody that went to college. So what my teachers shared with me at the end of the day was you realize that a lot of these kids, um, if one of them listened to you. They, they are automatically changing the life of their family because these are going to be kids that go to college and are going to earn a lot more than what they would have earned. And so, like, the idea that you can change a family's life completely, mm-hmm. to me, that was pretty cool. So That's I hope dope. one of those kids at least took it into consideration. Like, I could do something with my life. Say less. Who's next? All right, Sicko Award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. Sicko of the Week goes to Ime Udoka. Okay, his face. Uh, he's the um, head coach of the Boston Celtics, who uh, married Neil Long and was a part of taking the Celtics to the finals and appeared to have it all. I mean, you take your team to the finals and marry Neil Long, pretty sure that's as good as life is ever going to get. He hit the mountaintop, and when he hit the mountaintop, he decided to hit something else, which makes sense. Does it? If we are going off of what we spoke about last week. A man of a certain stature. You see? And I hate that it's that way because I know it's going to be people who hear that message and say, wow, Mo. And again, I'm not saying that that's how it should be. I think a lot of times when we have discussions, as I listen back to them, we're saying the same thing. But Katie likes to operate from a place of hope sometimes, and I like to operate from a place of reality. So that's really all... That's all that the debate really is. You know what I'm saying? I hope it was. Yeah. Like, I want it to be like this. We're both necessary. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it, but it is um super unfortunate. Uh, apparently, he had a affair with a woman on the staff. There was also other allegations. What were they, Katie, that he was doing nasty things he, in the locker room? He was masturbating in the locker room. Like, oh, right. 
they just catch you masturbating in the locker room. Was it cameras? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. What's up? When people be masturbating just like in the car, like on the train, <laughs> like what happens in that moment? That's like, you just tune everything out and say, you know, forget anyone who's around or who yeah, may be wait. watching. Hey, yo, fam, you'll be home within the hour. Like, I, I don't understand. Romeo, explain this to us. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've never been there, bro. <laughs> I can actually uh, say that pretty proudly. Yeah. I've never been there. <laughs> like, I be thinking, damn, yo. Like, it just, the moment hit you. Like, Bro, tongues in church. That's why I don't get it. Because, like, I'm like, if your pants itch, right? Don't you bring the Lord into <laughs> Katie, they keep doing it on Instagram. They got that pastor from Brooklyn. He choking women. Y'all still letting him have a church. <laughs> Y'all tired of this. Nah. Then they, then they going to zoom out and show the whole church. It was six members in there. <laughs> wow. I knew that Dior shit was fake. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Nah, Praise Romeo. Lord. Nah, somebody got to call this out, yo. You got the nerve to be from Brooklyn. <laughs> yo, go to the Bronx. Uh, nah, man. Well, listen, I don't know if he did the nasty thing in the locker room. If he did that, then I don't even know how a suspension is enough. I'm assuming you got to get him out of there, right? Like, you can't. Like, you're not going to coach me after I nah, know bro, that you. Nah, bro, get out of no, here. No, they, they have the assistant coach stepping up right now. No, they're suspending him allegedly. We don't know yet because he's – see, now, if he was Brett Favre, we would have had information okay, already and yeah, it still yeah. wouldn't be trending. <laughs> but, the, yeah, but because he's him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Who's the, who's the uh, Phoenix coach that got suspended or suspended for a year as well? Romeo talking sports. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got to Google this. Yeah, because the Phoenix coach – The Phoenix coach, Suns? Yes. His, the coach uh, got, got suspended for one year for racist – for racist some shit. He got suspended for a year, I believe, for – um. Robert Allegations some- of racism and yep. misogyny mm-hmm, within the Phoenix Suns. Yep, that guy. Oh, Robert Sarver. Yep, Robert Sarver. That. Yeah, he got suspended um, for one year. And then there was another coach, apparently, who last year, I believe, got fired from or, like, banned from owning a team. And he had to sell the team. But this guy got away with Clippers. it. Clippers? Yeah. Well, all right. We know what that is. Well, um, obviously, but. Yeah. Well, let's just say, right? Let's throw. Okay, wait. You don't think he should be. Fired if he got caught. Not for that. Pleasing himself in the locker room. Okay, maybe that one. That's a little too far. But like that. the cheating okay, okay, part. Okay, so, so okay. okay, all right. So let's. But we clear on that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You can't be exposed. If he was yourself, getting it off in the locker room, he's gone. That sounds illegal. Regardless. So let's, all right. So let's just say he had a work wife, like a real one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, if we're, if the question is how much time should he get for having a consensual relationship with. A woman on the staff, and let's discuss that, right? Because mm-hmm. if the question is how much time should he be suspended for cheating on Neil Long, well, I think he should go to prison mm-hmm. <laughs> for okay. at least twenty. Fair enough. Now nah, you cheat on Neil Long, you should get twenty. Nah, fair enough. What the fuck is wrong with him? He know how many of us been waiting <laughs> since Friday? I ain't talking about last Friday. I'm talking about the nah, movie. Nah, nah, nah. I just want to be clear, Miss Parker. <laughs> like said, like that. Like so, he should go to prison. Mm-hmm. But if he just had a little work wife. Obviously, his marriage is in shambles. That's a whole nother thing. Should he be suspended for a year? Nah. Yes. Oh, let's talk. Take it away. I'm not saying that he should lose his job for an affair because apparently it's so fucking common. And if the president can have an affair, you know, I didn't think he deserved to be impeached for um, not having sexual allegations with that woman. But a year? The reason why I say that, it's not just an affair with some random woman. If it was an affair with a random woman... Maybe I would think this, you know, it should be different, but it's a staff member. You're caught having an affair with a staff member that goes against the rules that you have as an organization. So if you're breaking the rules as an organization, 
because you're having an affair with someone who's a staff member, then of course you should, you know, have, you should deserve the consequences that are given based on that. You know what I'm saying? Organization. I hear you. Romeo? You're breaking the company rules and you wait, deserve wait, wait, not wait, wait, to wait. be. Do we, we don't know that though. That's why we don't know that that him. was literally. Do we know that? Was that in his contract? Because that's different. If okay, it's in your contract so, that, yo, if you go over here and get something, you're getting a year off, then there's nothing to talk about. First but of if all, it's not literally like laid out in his contract that you can't get a piece. We don't fully know that. But from the articles you I read, the articles I read is that he broke the guidelines of the organization. And that's why they want to suspend him. I understand. So that. if he broke the rules. But what I'm trying to do is uh, is base this off of not simply just reading something online and thinking we know something because a lot of people make that mistake and I know how much of idiots they look. So I don't want to do that anymore. So what I'm saying is if that's the case, yes. Right. There's no debate there. Okay. If it's in his contract, if it's laid out, if it, that's what it's stated, there's literally no debate. You knew the rules. You broke the rules. Go sit your ass down for a year. If it's not stated that that's what's supposed to happen. And this is the Celtics operating off of damage control because it looks so bad that they're like, you got to go sit down for an hour because you're a married man who got caught having a consensual relationship with someone on the staff. Is a year suspension fair to teach that lesson? That's the question. I think it's up to their discretion. Of course it is. And but I'm, I'm asking saying, you, is it fair if you're the owner of the Boston Celtics? Hell yeah, you're a dirty man. <laughs> that's that's the statement? Yeah. Okay, Romeo? You dirty, dirty man. <laughs> I, br- I brought up the uh, owner of the Suns because he got a one-year suspension as well with like a fine or whatever. To me, I feel like if you're dating a staff member, you're not hurting anyone but your marriage and whatever y'all two got so mm-hmm. like to me i would feel like six months is good enough so you would suspend them yes six months but it's exactly what you said for because of the fact that we got to make this organization look good i have to give you some sort of punishment therefore i'm gonna suspend you for six months but you can't give them ex- the exact same punishment as somebody who was racist you get what I'm saying? Because this racist guy was doing interviews and all this shit, like, and was literally harming people's jobs and all this shit, right? So I feel like mm. you're harming way more people doing this than you just having an affair or jacking off in the locker room. Yeah, the racist man should have been fired. Right. That's exactly. how I would see it. Exactly. So it that's why like, I think about a whole year and you it, get you get the same punishment. Wait, wait, wait. Nah. What are y'all saying though? Be clear. Are y'all saying that, he should have been fired for his comments or are y'all saying that he should have been fired because if he's showing signs of racism, then obviously he's been doing his job in a way where black people would be treated differently. That part, okay. the latter. All right, let's just be clear. The latter. So so to me, if say if I was in charge for this and there's nothing in the rule book and I'm going off of my discretion, right? I'm not going to not give you a year for having an affair because this other man in different organizations was given a year for being quote unquote racist. No, no, I'll still give you your year. But if that same man who was given his year, he would have been fired. So, mm-hmm. you know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say like, oh, because this man got a year for being racist, I'm going to bring okay. you down to six months. So let's talk about that. I think we should because we look at, um, not we, but they look at players' contracts when it comes to giving money, right? Like you'll say, like like uh, Lamar Jackson as a quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's going through this right now. He wants Patrick Mahomes' money because that's typically what happens, right? You get one player that raises the bar, and everybody who comes behind him says, no, nah, I want that mm-hmm. because the bar went up. And they don't look at you and say, well, you ain't that damn good. I feel like they should be able to do that, but that's not always what happens. What ends up happening is that quarterback gets that bread because the market has now changed. So if you're going to do that with giving them money, then why don't they use the same system with giving them punishments, right? Right. 
Yes. With that, what you just explained, that sounds like a participation trophy. What do you mean? Because you're saying that another quarterback will quarterback will want more money, but not he doesn't have the same skill as a higher quarterback. Yes, because it's that it's a market. There was a time when Peyton Manning was the best quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and a hundred million dollars was a hell of a lot of money. Right. Like, because he was at the top of the game, and that's where the market was. Mm-hmm. That's not to say he didn't deserve more or he deserved less. That's just where the market was. Right. Fast forward, Patrick Mahomes just got a half a billion. Right. Because that's what the market is. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that he's better or worse than those quarterbacks in the past. He's just that guy right now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So now once, once that happens, somebody's going to come behind Patrick Mahomes, and the same thing is going to happen. They're going to get a billion. Oh, are they better than him? Okay. It doesn't okay. really matter. I get what you're saying now. They go off where the market is. Okay. So once one guy gets it up there, it's beneficial for everyone, even if they're not as good to as that get one guy. To earn more in general because, okay, no, that I'm makes not sense. saying it should work like that, but that's yeah. pretty much how it works. So it's interesting to think about why they don't do the same thing when it comes to punishments. Because mm-hmm. if that guy got a year, then you have to weigh what he got that year for because that's the market now. Mm-hmm. So if having a little affair is going to get you a year, well, racism better get your ass out of here. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yes. Okay. You, you yes. see what I'm saying? So yeah, I think right. we all pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's next? All right, reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah. I was dreaming about the game. I thought about this, and I'm going to just say this. Gratitude. Super important. If you want to be happy in life, it's so important to be grateful. I'm saying this because I remember when I was not in my happiest of moments in life and what got me out of a lot of those slumps was simply focusing on what I had and not what I didn't. It goes back to what I said earlier. Expectations are everything. You'll never be happy if you're constantly raising your expectations and don't allow yourself to actually accept the fact that you have already accomplished a lot and you have a lot. So if you're looking for a reason to be happy, search for a reason to be grateful. Because what happens is you see a lot of people bite the hand that feeds them in life. You actually have someone who has reached out to help to give you a platform. And you'll speak highly of that platform that they gave you. Because you'll say things like, oh, that's why I'm getting the numbers I'm getting. You don't want to talk about the quality of your work, though. You just want to talk about the numbers that's coming from what you're getting. Maybe you selling mad albums. Maybe you selling out shows. But maybe you wasn't doing that before that record label gave you that opportunity to have that platform. And if you weren't, then maybe that platform is responsible for the fact that you're actually getting those numbers. But then if something were to happen to where you weren't on that platform anymore, you would shit on the person that gave you that platform in order to even have those numbers you bragging about. What kind of person does that really make you? Not a grateful one, which would also explain why you're not a happy one, which would also explain why your moves are apparent of someone who might be miserable. Be grateful, because usually... It'll help you be happy. Who's next? Quote of the week is coming from Kiki Palmer. I'm going to leave it here. I just love the quote. I heard it. Someone sent it to me. Thank you to the listener who sent it. If you're listening to this, I needed it. I appreciated it. I thought she was on her game. And maybe it's a Virgo thing. I don't know. But when black women speak from a place of intelligence, I listen. And what she said was, it's unfortunate that you got that message like you did. I didn't want you to get it like that. That's not the way I wanted that to come to you because I'm not even low down like that. I'm not even wired like that. I would have never said that to your face. But if that's how the message got to you for whatever reason it did, well, maybe that's how God wanted you to get it. Very, very, very fake. Very. Are y'all talking about me? Wow. Wow. 
Well, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't really, I'm not low down like that. So this is definitely nothing that I wanted you to hear. Yeah, I, if you if you was going to hear how I felt, I would have tried to make it be sound better than that. But since you walked in on a conversation that I'm having with somebody sharing my genuine feelings with my homegirl, you know, then you you ended up hearing it in a way that I wouldn't have preferred. But now, now that it's out there, maybe it's, this is what God wanted. It's best for us to both know how each other feel. Like I said, this ain't how I wanted you to find out. But now that you do, that's what God wanted. So, you know, we ain't got to pretend. We both in the clear. And now... It's above me. Be great. With that said, till next time. Parting live. Woo. From the greatest podcast in the world. You heard it here first, folks. Next week, bitches. I'll pick you up, looking like you got it, let me stick you up Tell him you found magic, the tricks is up Broke you down, let me fix you up Give me your number, give me your name And maybe this summer I'll put you on game Yeah I'ma put you on a plane And you can tell me about how he put you on a train Wait, got it, I'll turn you on Them flames when they burn you gone We could let it go, we could put it on trust Now put it on me and let me put you on us Send you that text cause you just my type Say she want it all and she think I want And I swear on everything I might Cause you got everything I like